Well, that was not the premiere I was expecting for Summer House. That was a little different. That was a different experience, rather. I did I did not expect to be cringing so hard right off the top at Carl and Lindsay. I'm like, oh, oh, red flag. Don't do staged sexy scenes. Don't do that. Don't. Nope. Uh-oh. Red flag. So from from there, it put a really weird taste in my mouth. And then it kind of got weirder and weirder. Not weirder and weirder, because that, that just, that took the cake. But then it got, there were just a lot of, I did. I am so jarred by that experience. Not at all what I was expecting. So we, we've got a lot to discuss. It kind of, I'm kind of relieved though, because I was so bummed out with Danielle because I was like, man, Danielle really seems like they weren't from what they wanted to show us from the trailer, the season trailer that we got. They wanted us, they wanted it to just appear like Danielle was objecting to them getting engaged. And it seemed like it was sort of just, um, you know, if, if I'm, for lack of a better word, maybe jealousy. So I don't know. Th- seeing them in this light made it, made it clear like, okay, there are two sides to this story. It's not like it's going to just be. So clearly attack Lindsay and Carl, which is better TV. It's kind of like when you, if you do watch sports, you don't want it to be a boring game. At least we're going to get a nice complex season out of this. Let's put it that that's, that's what it, that's what it is. All right, let's get into it. Lots to talk about. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. So it starts with, you hear, you hear Lindsay off camera. She goes, oh, babe, babe, Carl. And then he's like, yeah, and he walks into the room and she comes out of the closet in the naughty nurse outfit. And I went, oh, no. Oh, no. You don't do that. You don't do, you don't do staged sexy scene. And it was so forced. She's like, you can call me nurse hard palpitations. Mm-mm. Like she's straddling him. Like, okay, what's the plan? What's your plan here? You got a camera here. So is your plan to what? Fuck him? Clearly not because you got cameras on you. So you said, all right, we're filming. This is going to probably be our first scene of the season. 
and I want I want to be in a naughty nurse outfit so I can show everyone that we're sexy together now that we've moved in and this is what you're doing and then and then it goes to the confessional where I Lindsay is like really pushing and this wasn't how she was in Winter House. Like, even though in Winter House she got real cheesy and said that it was great to be with her best friend and she even cried about it. And I was like, I, I'm still picking up authenticity here. This was, I'll try, let me try and do it. She's like, I mean, Carl and I just moved in together <laughs> literally two weeks ago. I'm still like, what? <laughs> Is this for real? <laughs> I just fell in love with my best friend. Okay, girl. Shit. All right. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't... Oh, no. Okay. Now, look. Okay. They came off a really, really rough reunion where everyone was attacking them. So, are we just, like, super insecure and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's an insecure, you know, because like, let's face it, that reunion was brutal, brutal. And they would, you know, so yeah, okay, okay. And she says, I am living that rom-com movie in real life. She sure did. She sure did do that. So... And then in this, that scene ends, she's like, I'm not wearing underwear. And then shows him. I'm like, this poor cameraman. I just feel so bad for the camera guys. There's the person standing there holding a camera watching this. Good Lord. All right. So we've got Kyle and Amanda driving to the Hamptons. His friend Chris is coming. Amanda's got a friend Sam coming. And Paige, she's picking up her friend Gabby. Gabby is a fashion editor, and she met Paige met her at a dinner party because right away Gabby was like reading her chart or something. Gabby's chart's very interesting. She is a Taurus sun, Leo rising, and Scorpio moon. She's got earth, fire, and water in her in her core three. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, she's a cool personality, though, so far. You know, we've only just gotten to know her, but she's she really fits right in. So I they all seem to have great things to say about the new people. To be fair, this cast, the OGs, always have good things to say about the new people. Except for maybe that guy, Jordan. But yeah, the, they're really welcoming to new people. Carl and Lindsay are wearing matching clothes. And... The, they're just very lovey-dovey, but I, I'm not like, ooh, this is so cute. My instinct, like my, my knee-jerk instinct is, ew. Like, I wish it was not that. I wish it was like, oh, but my instinct is like, this feels weird. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. We're powering through this because... I am not in, I didn't anticipate this. 
and it and I already get accused of being like a Lindsay Stan who's like friends with her, so you can take that back now. Maya is still dating Oliver, which is awesome. But now let's talk about the house. Why the f- how were they able to live in this house up until this point and have it be fine as is, but now the house was zoned for five bedrooms, not nine, and they have to block off four of them. So since what happened, I really need more background on this. I really need a producer to do like a live and explain it because like this had this obviously happened super last minute because they would have just found another house if they had enough time because this is harrowing. I don't like sharing rooms where I'm going to be sleeping at all. Like sleeping is private. But we meet Chris, Kyle's friend. I his teeth are very distracting. I can't really I'm I'm not enjoying his energy at all. Sorry Chris, I know we just met you but I don't I'm not I'm instantly I was like I don't like you. I don't like you at all. He was raised in Florida, moved to New York six years ago, go-getter type of guy. But then he's like, man, I got to have some fun. And now he's in the house where he's never done a share house before. Most people haven't. It's not that common. But yeah, I just, I'm not vibing with him whatsoever. So sorry if anyone out there was like, I love this Chris guy. Not me. Uh, Why the fuck do they only have, like, why is Andrea not there? This is weird casting. Why have this many women to men ratio? This doesn't make sense. Maya's there. I I know everyone's like loving her blonde. I hate it. I think that it's done really weird and the color is off. It's like not toned properly or something. It just looks like it was a last minute job. So everyone's like, we love your hair. And she has, note though, guys, the to, her tequila that she brings, the, the brand is blurred. And then the other brands of the other liquor bottles are blurred, except Loverboy, obviously, which is like that never happens. Or maybe, does it? No, I would have noticed that. So Kyle talks about, in his confession, he talks about the whole Carl and Lindsay thing. And he's like, look, I am excited to have another couple here to take, he's like selfishly to take eyes off Amanda and I, but... He brings up how weird the vibe was when they came to Winter House, like how that weekend was the worst weekend. Now, when I covered that those episodes of Winter House, I didn't totally blame Kyle, I mean, uh, Lindsay and Carl for that. I was like, that's more on them. Like, y- you guys seem to be hating them so much. And so Kyle's worried about the vibes changing. Now, see... Had I not seen the sexy nurse scene, I'd be like, all right, stop being a hater, Kyle. And then had I not seen the the scenes in the car where she, or they're like, we're matching, we're match made in the Hamptons. Oh, heaven. And just, I don't know. I, I'm feeling strange vibes from them too. I, I was, I'm just so thrown off by this. So thrown off. So this week, I have got more episodes to cover than ever because we have got 
Family Karma, Summer House, Jersey. I'm covering Vanderpump Rules Season 3 on the Patreon. I've got Vanderpump Rules Season 10, and I've got Miami. So I'm feeling a little stressed. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, ever since I've been taking the Just Thrive probiotic with the Just Calm, my mood levels and my stress levels have been so improved. And that is because what I've learned is that when you can take care of your gut health, your overall mental health and physical health improves. The Just Thrive Probiotic strain is unique in that it arrives in your gut alive, and that allows it to act like a personal gardener. It produces antioxidants right there in your gut, and it eliminates bad bacteria and replenishes it with good bacteria. So then it's functioning well. And when it's functioning well, it's helping you produce things like serotonin. I didn't even know serotonin was in your gut. Okay. I thought it was all in your brain. And if you've got kids and they don't want to take pills, you can open the capsules and sprinkle it in food and drinks and sneak it in there because kids should absolutely be partaking in gut health as early as possible. And in terms of the Just Calm product, it is next level stress busting mood support. Not only am I able to respond better to stress, I'm I am actually more focused. I'm clearer. I'm more alert. And I need that this week because I'm going to be busting out episodes and they need to be on time and ready for you guys. And the best thing about Just Thrive products is they have more clinical research than just about anyone else in the industry. They're all natural and they have a money back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose. If you are ready to up your wellness game and beat bloat, digestive issues, stress, and more, you can get 15% off a bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and a bottle of Just Calm with promo code SHESPEAKS at JustThriveHealth.com. While you're there, you've got to check out their other research-based products for optimal gut and immune health. There's something for everyone, even a probiotic for your fur baby, all with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee. Take control of your health this year with Just Thrive. Then Maya tells the story. that She's like, I haven't seen them since we filmed Family Feud. And Lindsay told her that she wanted Carl in a sexual way. Now, let me, okay, <clears throat> we're going to get through this together. Let's break this down. They finish filming Family, they lose a family feud. And she's in the car with Lindsay driving back to the hotel. And she tells Lindsay that she had just text Carl, LOL, maybe we'll smoke a J. And Lindsay flips out. To which Maya was so surprised because she's like, the reason I was even saying it to Lindsay was because it was such a normal thing. And she was shocked by her response because Lindsay's like, you did what? And then accuses her of not being respectful of their relationship and wanting Carl in a romantic way. Now, Maya doesn't mention anything about Lindsay saying like, Carl's trying to be sober and you have just, you know, presented him with this like with smoking a joint. So how do I feel about this? How do I feel about this? It's a bit bold. Carl has not opened up on camera about the fact that he does smoke weed. He has said he's sober. Those are his words. I am sober. So this is a bit bold of Maya to say on camera 
that she has smoked a joint with Carl a bunch of times because I was shocked because I assumed he was in like an AA type of thing and they don't do, you do nothing. You do no weed, nothing. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. I was unaware of that. And, um, I thought, okay, well now she's just outed him for this and he's going to have to answer for that. And I wonder if she asked if that was okay. Second, um, is it kind of odd that she would text Carl, maybe we'll smoke a joint? Is that a little strange? Like if I'm dating, like I get it. Like we're all, we've all been friends. We've all been a part of a group of friends. And then I start dating someone that you've been friends with as a girl. And then you say he's going to, you know what I think it was? It was her delivery. That's what it is. With Lindsay, she can't communicate. She probably was vicious. And that's the, there it is. There it is. Found it. The way Lindsay went about it was so vicious. But then the way Maya goes, I don't think I should be penalized for texting a friend. It's like, well, okay, okay, let's, we're walking a fine line here though, Maya. We are walking a fine line. Hmm, okay, okay, okay. So Amanda says she also hasn't spoken to Lindsay. And Gabby goes... Wow, you guys have really given me a false sense of security here because you're all like, oh, this will be great. And Maya goes, you didn't hear that from me, bitch. And the only reason I'm pointing out that line is because we've seen in the trailer that Maya will say to Lindsay on the beach, you can feel however you want to feel, bitch. And Lindsay's going to go, did you just call me a bitch? Which I get it. When we get in a fight with someone, sometimes a bitch pops out and the other person has every right to be like, don't call me a bitch. But it just pops out sometimes. It's like an accident. You're not really calling them a bitch. So I just wanted to point out that she clearly does that even when she's not mad and like fighting with someone. You know what I mean? But then Maya says Lindsay, after that blow up, was like, so hey, babe, are we good? And Maya's like, you're not going to come for my life and then be like, are we good? Because no, we're not. So... Maya has been, like, in this mix with all the girls who don't like Lindsay. That's not helping the matter, where if Lindsay does explode on her, she's she's not going to forgive too easily. But I have all – this has been my number one problem with Lindsay. She never takes ownership for the way she communicates. She does feel like she's entitled to be that explosive, and that's not okay. I I used to have a major anger problem where I thought it was okay to yell at people and scream at people. It's not. There are ways to communicate where it doesn't involve screaming at people. So she, uh, was it last season? Is that the Austin? Yeah. With the Austin and the Sierra shit where she, Lindsay gets in a huge fight with Paige where she shouldn't have. She took her anger out on Paige and she shouldn't have. Lindsay should have apologized to Paige. Like, I really shouldn't have come for you. That wasn't cool. You were just in the line of fire. But she never will. Lindsay feels like she's allowed to talk to people however she feels like she needs to talk to people because she was mad. 
And I know some of you fun, messy people will be like, well, yeah, don't piss her off. Then she won't say that. And I get it. But in terms of like a healthy communicating therapy type of thing, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. So I feel like if Maya had gotten a – look, I shouldn't have exploded like that. I'm a little defensive and a little protective of Carl right now because he was struggling with his sobriety and he's – if she had done that, Maya would have forgotten about it. But instead, it's handled incorrectly for Maya. Let's just say that. Let's say that. Let's go with that. Still think it is a little – I mean, they're coming off that reunion, you know? That reunion was brutal for them. Like, really fucking brutal. They had to sit through getting, or Lindsay did at least, getting attacked by that whole stage except for the two on the on the end, um, Alex and Andrea. So they're not in friendly territory, and they are on high alert. Still. Okay, moving on. In comes... Amanda's friend, Sam, who, okay, I was, this is hard for me, guys. You know, I know that I joke that I'm turning 30 this year, um, but my birthday, which is February 27th, by the way, it's like a little two weeks away or so. It's on a Monday. I, uh, I'm not turning 30. I'm much older than that. And when a 25-year-old walks in, I go, oh, no, I don't know if I can get this. It's like why I can't watch um, Southern Hospitality because I don't get it. These people look to me like kids and I suddenly go, oh, okay, there's going to come a point where I don't connect. I just, I'm like, to me, she looks 19. But I hope, I really hope that Summer House doesn't turn into, like, all of Paige and Amanda's friends. Like, I hope that's not the next generation. But you know what? A lot of you out there might be of that of that age bracket, and maybe that's what Summer House is going to turn into. But it, you know, it, it never really was. Kyle, Lindsay, Carl, they were not that young. They They were not ever that young. So, so she's cute. Paige says, tell me everything. And she starts talking and talking and talking. And Paige is like, okay, this is my fault. I did ask her to tell me everything, but I didn't think she would start at like conception. But from what we finally get to, she works at Cosmo and she is one of those, I don't know how they do it. I really, I don't, I am so, I have like, what, like what happened? How are you built this way? She wakes up early. She gets in 10,000 steps before 10 a.m., works 1,000 hours, then goes clubbing till 3 a.m., and then wakes up and does it all over again. But now Lindsay and Carl arrive, and Paige says that she did text Lindsay before the summer um, to clear the air, which is interesting. Um, It's just interesting. Why did she say she's like, I've served my time? What does that mean? I've done my time or something like what done it. What? And then she, and Lindsay just, she goes up to Maya and hugs Maya like nothing happened. But that's the thing about Lindsay. She can bounce back. But usually if, if Lindsay's the one who did it to Maya, if Lindsay's the one who made Maya feel super uncomfortable, of 
course she can bounce back. Maya is the one who's like, I'm not okay. Um, hmm. Could Maya have reached out to Lindsay prior to this and said, dude, what the fuck was that? I'm not trying to come for your man. Yeah, she could have. She could have done that. She also could have messaged Carl, maybe? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But you know what? Saving it for the show is good. It's good practice for a reality TV star. So maybe I do appreciate her waiting to do this until cameras were up. So, okay. Okay. Kyle then shows Carl and Lindsay the rooms. They don't look happy. I don't blame them. Then Carl, or then Kyle tells them about how the the ratio of like there's three dudes to all these girls. Again, though, this is weird. This is weird. Like, what was casting thinking? Why? I don't understand. It doesn't, I don't want to see a bunch of chicks or make it a house just with chicks. I don't know. It's, it's very bizarre. And Carl does not look happy about it. And it was very sad. I felt, now I'm feeling bad for Kyle. And, but then I forget, then I forget the way Kyle was at that reunion. Dude. Dude. Do we really expect Carl to not react to that? Like, Kyle came for Lindsay hard. And then Amanda said the thing like, you know, Carl works for us. So he basically like he needs to fall in line. It wasn't good. Their relationship was strained, not just out of nowhere. This is a very fractured cast. This whole, everything about this premiere felt really uncomfortable. So now they're cooking and they're prepping and Lindsay's like, so what are the, what drinks are available? And Paige is like, we have regular Coke and... This leads to her being like, well, no, no, I, I am drinking. I'm drinking a little bit. I'm just not blacking out. So then Amanda's like, okay, would you like a glass of rosé? And I'm I'm sure you all caught it. She looks like she's totally looking around to see where Carl is as she takes that sip of her rosé. I'm pretty sure this is not the easiest thing for Carl to deal with. And then Carl's showing the new guy around. And I swear, is, does, is Carl getting paid by Barry's boot camp? Is Carl like does he get a does he get a cut for every person he signs up for Barry's boot camp? Because he is trying to get everyone he can to sign up for that Barry's boot camp. And he's like telling them, he's like, hey, we're gonna go to Barry's boot camp. Did you did you want to go? And the guy goes, no, because uh, I do the real boot camp. Yeah, I do the real boot camp. Shut up! Are you gonna do that tomorrow? Because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about working out. Did you want to go work out, Dick? Ugh, because he was a marine. Carl's like, sweet, yeah, my grandpa was. I was like, okay, great. But he was just flexing. I'm like, okay, but are you going to go to work out tomorrow? Because that's what Carl was talking about. All right. Then Paige gives Maya this advice. Paige says you, because Maya's like, I'm really uncomfortable about the whole Lindsay Carl situation. Paige goes, you should talk to Carl because I think he probably misses you too. And I think if he's... If she's dictating who he can be friends with, I think that's the bigger issue. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not incorrect about that because, to be honest, Maya is no threat to Lindsay. Maya? 
Cookie Bacon Maya, Sweet as Pie Maya, Maya who absolutely they had the sweetest connection ever, Maya. Come on now, Lindsay. Maya is not influencing him to do bad things. It's like, knock it off. See, I'm just, I don't know where to go in this, this recap. I'm like, the okay, keeping it going. Now Kyle's trying to set up the speaker and he's like asking Carl, like, hey, do you want, should I put it here? You know, maybe like, I don't need to play it so loud because we're normally in the kitchen. And if I don't have to blast it so loud, I can keep the volume a little lower. And Carl could not be bothered. And Gabby's like, what are you, what are you setting up here, Kyle? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm really, you know, Kyle's being Kyle, he's being funny. He's like, I'm really into electronics, mainly the sound equipment, you know? And Carl sounds fucking annoyed. He's like, hope you like real loud music. You know, you'll adjust at some point. Carl is over it. Carl's like, I'm not in the mood for, he, what it feels like is Carl's like, I don't want, Kyle, he's like, doesn't want Kyle to be there. This is, this is a weird, weird experience. 2023 is all about having the confidence of a housewife. As Lisa Barlow says, I don't care if you like me. I love myself enough for the both of us. So feel good, do good, be good to yourself with Kitsch. Kitsch makes feeling good simple with luxurious game-changing essentials that beauty enthusiasts swear by. It doesn't matter what your budget is, what your skin type is, what your hair type is. Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch is badass too. They started in 2010 by selling hair ties door to door. They just hustled. Now they are sold in over 20,000 retail locations. They are self-funded and female-founded. Okay, boss queens. Their best sellers are their satin pillowcases, which I have been using for years. They have satin caps and eye masks, and satin is vegan and cruelty-free. So great for your hair and skin while you sleep. Shampoo and conditioner bars, which I've never even thought of bottle-free beauty, but hello, environment. Heatless satin curling rollers. Say goodbye to heat damage. There are TikTok videos of people throwing away their $600 curlers for this. The amazing thing is they're only a fraction of the price, $18. Kitsch also has the classic quick dry hair towels and hair ties and scrunchies and so much more. I think I own all of their hair ties, all of their scrunchies and four of their satin pillowcases. I love Kitsch. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. Maya says she loves Oliver. So that's going good. That's going great. But now they're like, okay, now it's time to sit down, get ready for dinner. But Maya has a mission and she's nervous. So she goes in and takes a swig of wine from the bottle. I think it was wine. Hopefully it wasn't tequila. And then she pulls Carl over to talk. And this man seems incredibly uncomfortable. Whoa. Like, dude. Whoa. So she asks 
how he's doing. She's like, so how have you been? And he's like fidgeting. And he's like, yeah, good. You know, we, we moved in. And she she goes, let me start by saying I'm in support of your relationship. And then Carl goes, to be honest, I didn't think you were. Which, okay, so what happened here? Where did you, what is that? I want to go back to that. Why did you think that? And he goes, like, I don't, I'm not smoking weed like I used to. And Maya goes, and I didn't know that, Carl. And then Carl says, let me ask you this. Why are we, why are we talking? I mean, we haven't spoken really since LA, you know? Why is he so uncomfortable? It's like he knows Lindsay's watching and he's scared of what she's thinking. And Maya goes, I was told it was inappropriate to speak to you. And I've never been talked to the way that Lindsay spoke to me. She says she spoke to me like I was on human. See, this is the thing that Lindsay does. She just explodes and she loses it because she doesn't really have emotional control quite yet when she's... Because what happens is when she's done, she explains all the reasons why she exploded. And I'm like, that's great. But you can still have all those reasons to explode, but communicate in a, in a better way. And then she, and then Maya's like, she spoke to me as if I was like coming on to you. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't feel like I've ever come on to you that way. And Carl, I can't tell if Carl, was Carl really shocked? Because he's like, I've no, I've never thought that either. And Maya's clearly choked up at this point. She's like, so to suggest that was hurtful. Because Carl's like, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't know she said that, and I didn't know that was said. And now Maya's really crying. She's like, Carl, I care for you. And Carl goes, I mean, I wasn't in the car with you girls, but at the same time, my priority is her and our relationship. I'm navigating friendships that I've had before I started dating Lindsay. And Maya realizes where this shit's going and goes, you got to do what's best for you. And his face is super defensive. He's like, yeah. Now, look, again, that reunion, guys, really fucking scared him. And not scared him, but maybe scarred is the better word. They're coming off Winter House where the whole house was against them. And so the defensive look on his face is maybe rightfully so. I'm just surprised it's towards Maya. And I get that she's kind of on their team. And on Watch What Happens Live, Lindsay says that this is resolved, that this does get resolved and Maya does become a friend that she relies on at some point during the summer. So this does go away. Like what I have to always remind myself and what we all have to remind ourselves of is that when an episode airs, we take it and we pick it apart and we act like it's the end of the world. But the thing, it keeps moving. The show keeps going. These the, the the next problem will come up. So this will get resolved and they will move forward. Why? So Lindsay, I don't think Lindsay thought this would get brought up on camera. That's where I'm coming from. And that's something that they've accused Lindsay of doing quite often, of kind of cu- curating her her image for the cameras. So anyway, so Carl goes, yeah. And Maya goes, okay. And then Carl goes, I mean, I'm just saying it like it is. And Maya goes, and I said, okay. Oh, whoa. Kyle comes over and Kyle goes, 
all right, guys, come out trying to amp up the room. And Maya's like, this is bullshit anyway, and walks off. And Kyle's like, ooh, what happened here? And real bad vibes. And so Lindsay pulls Carl aside to ask what happened. And her version is, I'm allowed to set boundaries in my relationship without feeling guilty, which is a good spin. Good spin on that. And Carl goes, but she said that she didn't feel like she was being disrespectful to it. So then in Lindsay's confessional, it's Carl was struggling with his sobriety and she got sober to support him. And then Maya's doing the opposite. Okay, but why is she saying that you were claiming she was coming on to him? Where is that in this narrative? I don't think she expected that to come out of Maya's mouth. And so then Lindsay's big thing is, I'm not having another summer where it's all on me. Then she goes, I'm the adult here. And Carl has this look like he's like, okay, I've heard this before. He goes, I know. I feel like she's repeated that line over. I am the adult here. Like he's heard that over and over and over and over again. She looks like he's, she looks like a lot of work for him. And then Lizzie goes, you got to grow up at some point, have an adult conversation. What? Who does? With who? With you? Well, go, go have it. What? I don't know what that meant. So then Kyle, fucking Kyle, he's like, we will have a normal summer house night. So he's like, guys, let's do shots and jump in the pool. And then the those people who do participate jump in the pool, but it's freezing, Kyle. And so the people jump in the pool and they're like, no, this was the worst idea I've ever had. And so the people that jumped in are cold and shivering. Carl and Lindsay did not jump in the pool. And so they're like, we're going to go to bed. But Carl's like, one more time, Chris, uh, if you wake up in the morning, there's a couple spots left of berries. And Carl's confessional's like, look, I get it. Carl was sober last year, but he wasn't walking around with a clipboard trying to get everyone to sign up for berries. And I agree. Shut up. Are, again, are, is berries sponsoring the season of Summer House? If I have to hear Barry's boot camp one more fucking time, I'm going to lose it. I don't want to hear about Barry's fucking boot camp. Oh, my God. And Kyle in the kitchen. He's by himself. He's like, oh, honey, it's a keto bar. Hmm. He's eating it. And then his towel falls off. And then the next day, Lindsay and Carl, they get going to that workout, that berries. And Carl's like glowing. He's like, Lindsay is the light of my life and I can just be myself around her. And I'm happy and I'm in love. And I want that for them. I do. I want all of that for them. But I am not getting a good vibe. And I'm not. I wanted to. I'm so confused by all the energy I'm getting. Wouldn't like. That's what I'm saying. Like why is like. Is is it because Kyle is so. Is trying to please Amanda so much. Is it like is everyone else giving them such bad energy. That then they're picking up on it and giving that energy back. I don't know. When Carl and Lindsay come back, they, like, come in through the door and Kyle, like, passes in, too. And it's just super awkward. But then the girls, they're talking in bed about the night before. And Paige brings up that it was noticeably tense between Maya, Carl, and Lindsay. And Gabby is like, yeah, as soon as they showed up, everything got tense. Now, is that their fault? No, right? Everyone else could be treating them that way. They all really just hate Lindsay. 
right? Right? Like, I get it. Like, I watched Winter House and I experienced it like they were unfairly treating Carl and Lindsay. So, I'm so confused. But Gabby seemed to like Lindsay and Carl. Is it just mounting tension because they all have baggage with each other now and they're mad that Lindsay and Carl got this happy ending? Ah, This is driving me crazy. This is driving me fucking nuts because I don't even want Lindsay and Carl in the house. Like my instinct is like, oh, God, I don't want this at all. Like I am not enjoying it whatsoever. Because there's this moment where Lindsay's walking to go. She's like, I'm going to go get changed or something. And then Carl like pops up from the couch. He's like, babe, I was just resting my eyes. And Kyle's in the kitchen. And meanwhile, Amanda is telling the girls like, yeah, Kyle's bummed. He feels like he lost his buddy. But again, the reunion. Okay. The reunion. Lindsay has never, ever talked shit about Amanda and Kyle's relationship. She's been supportive for, well, except for when she brought up that he cheated on camera. Okay, except for that. But other than that, the people who've been more disgusting about the relationship has been Paige and Sierra. They've been worse about the relationship. Lindsay and Danielle, they've not been. They've been much more supportive of Kyle and Amanda's relationship. And Kyle is being super unsupportive. And at the reunion, Kyle kind of put the wedge there. So it's not like it's just Lindsay's fault. It's like, Kyle, you did that too. Have you apologized for that? Was there any kind of making up for that? Have you checked in? And like this split with Carl, Lindsay, and Kyle, where Kyle's in the kitchen and Carl and Lindsay are in the living room and there's this tension that they can feel. And look, I get that he wants to blame Lindsay. That's not fair. Because Carl may have already been feeling like he didn't want to be involved with Loverboy anymore. A guy that doesn't drink probably doesn't want to sell alcohol. That's fair, right? But they have to take some ownership for the way they were acting towards Lindsay. Like, Kyle was not a good friend to Lindsay at all at that reunion. And they're coming off of that. I'm I'm trying my best to piece this together. There is nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment that you've been waiting forever for because it took that long to get the appointment and you expect to be the center of attention. You've got your list of questions and then your doctor seems like they really have better things they could be doing and better places they could be. Instead of listening to you, asking how you feel, helping you along, the doctor is like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, you're fine. You're good. You're fine. It's probably nothing. Great. I've even had to tell someone what I think the symptoms are. And they went, I mean, could be, could be. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you are not feeling your best and you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That is where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. 
Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash SheSpeaks. ZocDoc.com slash SheSpeaks. I will, I will, I will have a better grasp once I see the next episode and get more of a sense of it because I just feel like I'm missing a piece between Kyle and Amanda. Cause you know how, you know how they show when you're leading up to a new episode, they show like all the reunion and stuff. So I was, I just had on Bravo and I was watching the reunion, just being reminded about how terrible they were to them at the reunion or to Lindsay rather. And Carl is clearly like lo- like latched on to Lindsay so tightly um that they they might have this kind of slightly what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say codependent's not the word, but Carl might be like kind of uh gay mm, maybe he's like finding some strength in Lindsay and maybe codependent is the word. Maybe he is a bit codependent. He does feel like he's worshiping her which is not a bad thing Lindsay loves that Lindsay deserves that um but it is it's a big adjustment to see i'm uncomfortable with it but why should i be maybe that's my maybe this is my problem maybe i'm the problem guys maybe that's what i'm realizing maybe it's my issue okay okay <laughs> i'm having such a hard time Uh, I hate this. Let's go to this fucking pool party. They go to a pool party. Chris and Sam are vibing. And Paige tells Amanda and Maya about the pressures she's getting to move for some one, some person to move towards the other one in terms of Craig and her. But she loves the long distance, which is really hysterical. She would. And I get it. Because then you get like sexy vacations all the time. Um. And clearly, she knows Craig has some issues. So she's like, I kind of am not in any hurry to get engaged. Um, but we do see in the trailer that Craig is like, well, I would like to get engaged, most likely because he wants to have like a TV moment. And she's like, I am not that girl. So she's like, I'm good. <laughs> I love it long distance. So I'm excited to see that play out, actually. I'm excited for, like, the B storyline with Paige and Craig that that I am interested in this time because I I am curious to see what his version of it will be because I know that he Craig is thirsty for camera moments. He loves romantic comedies and shit like that. Uh, and Paige doesn't seem like – she seems like she really does like this long-distance thing, so – but Gabby, see, this is why I like Kyle, because Kyle does play along. Kyle is like a gal pal. So he's like, hey, hey, Gabby, tell me about yourself. And she's like, I'm very shallow, not very deep. Male model, perfect for me. <laughs> I like that. And so he's like, show me, let's go on a lap, find a perfect guy for you. And in walks a six foot five man, like gorgeous, tall man named Jerez, I think. And he's friends with Chris. And then Lindsay takes over. She wingmans Gabby, walks over and starts talking to him. Then it starts raining. Kyle can't catch a break. Poor guy. And so Kyle's sitting with Maya and 
she's like, how are you doing? He goes, dude, last night was the most boring fucking night I've ever had in the summer house. Which, to be fair, I think I think Kyle complains about a night being boring in the summer house at least once a season. So he can relax. But uh, they both agree that basically it's Lindsay and Carl's fault. It, you know what it is? Lindsay has such a dynamic energy that if her energy is off, it affects everybody. They're a big force to deal with. And if Lindsay and Kyle aren't on the same page, that really affects things, I'm realizing too. So Kyle's kind of got to take ownership for it. Has he reached out to them? Has he connected with them? There we go. How about that? How about that? Huh? Kyle's like, I hardly even recognize Carl. And what's it is crazy because Carl just officiated their wedding and then at the wedding... Lindsay and Carl go, well, let's let's talk about shifting our relationship. And then shortly after that, they start getting together and making their relationship a romantic thing. And now look at us. All right. So the next morning, I swear to God, Lindsay goes, should have done berries. I mean, <laughs> I cannot even handle it. Uh, but they talk, Lindsay and Carl talk outside about Kyle and Loverboy while Amanda and Kyle talk inside about Carl too. Now I kind of feel like Amanda knows cameras are on her. So she's being extra nice. She's like, well, you know, you were used to single Carl and he's not single anymore. And that's why the vibe is different. Like, bitch, you, I know that you don't talk like this when the cameras aren't up. Okay, please. Miss Nicey Nicey over here, don't. I'm not buying that. But Lindsay is coaching Carl, clearly. She's not afraid of cameras. And she's like, Kyle is filling that void of the older brother figure that you lost. Which I'm like, oh, okay. Busting out some therapy diagnoses. All right. Um, but he can't basically also be like your working partner too. I mean, I got to like, how, how do you watch that little moment that like off camera hot mic moment at the reunion where you hear Amanda go, well, he works for us at Loverboy and he needs to check himself type of thing. How do you not see that and have it affect your working relationship? You know? And I think it was on Watch What Happens Live. Andy asked if Amanda's comments about how Lindsay is mean to fans affected anything. And they both were like, yeah, because we were actually at a Loverboy event when we saw that. And it was like, I mean, I'm going to these Loverboy events and helping like, because, it, you know, having two Summer House people, like Lindsay's a big draw. That gets more people there. So it's like, really? I'm helping the company. Like, I don't. I don't know if maybe she's getting paid to be there. I doubt it, but that's part of it. So the working relationship was tainted because you guys were being a dick at the reunion. So it's kind of a, it's, I, this was such a confusing experience. Again, why are there only three guys? Really weird decision. I'm so bummed that Corey is going to be joining the cast at some point. Really? Corey? So I'm really only here to see what happens with Lindsay and Danielle. 
like I said at the top of this, I'm I'm excited that it's not just going to be so clearly like a Lindsay Carl takedown. I am interested to see this dynamic play out, although I am very confused by it. Like I said, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm like triggered by their dynamic or something and I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't know. But needless to say, I'm vexed. I'm vexed. I will have guests, though, here to recap Summer House with me. Next week, I have um, Kelly from Beyond the Blinds joining me. And then the next, the week after that, I have um, one of the producers who does the Reality Bites podcast that I talk about all the time. She will be joining me. And so I'm going to try to get other people in here so I can bounce. I think I need another human being to bounce ideas off of. Um, yeah, this is a lot. This is this is just not what I expected at all. At all. So, well, hope I didn't confuse you guys too much with my thoughts and feels. But that's where we are at with this. Very, very confusing season. But I think once maybe we get all the players there. But who's left to come? We have Danielle and then Sierra, and that's it, right? They shouldn't have had Andrea. What the hell were they doing? They need more men. But maybe Andrea, I don't know. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done trying to analyze why it was weird, guys. We're in it together, though. You and me, we're here. We got this. Love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.